0: Oi, fella. Does any request? Can I play you guitar? Do wonder what. I'm a good singer. Can I sing with you? Oh give us another. Come on, mate. One more song. 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 One more
1: song. One more song. One more song. One more song. One
0: more one more one more one more Hello and welcome to the One More Songcast, my name's Lee, my name's Luke, how the devil are we today Luke? Well it's the age old question isn't it, so no I'm not too bad mate, so what was your weekend like gig wise? Um, well I did only have one, so uh, got to spend some time with the missus, yeah, yeah, we went uh, we like, Went to Wings and Beer for some food.
1: Oh, actually, we actually go there quite a bit. Oh, in, right, in Preston, yeah. In isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
0: An, it's a nice place. Um, yeah. yeah, good quality beer. A few beers yeah. and then uh, gigged with Flash Floods at the Broadfield Arms on Saturday, which uh, got very inf- interesting. <laughs> but I'm going to save the story for uh, a little bit later on because yeah, it was absolutely yeah. hilarious. Um <laughs> It's not really designed to the topic, but it is. It's definitely related to that section of it. So I'll save that one. How was yours?
1: Not too bad, mate. Uh, so obviously first one back this weekend. Um, Friday night I was in the Shepherd's Dale House in, uh, well, Shepherddale House in Victoria Rooms um, in Chorley. Sounds very posh, that. For, oh, it does. Yeah. A place near Chorley Bus Station, but it is actually, <laughs> it is actually one of the the best venues at the minute, I reckon, in Chorley. Um, yeah it's growing and a lot, it's one of those pubs where it's like in and out so somebody you know a, a large group of people come in they go you know it's in and out kind of thing but and then a few of my mates turn up later in tonight so it was actually a really good one to go back to to be fair a lot of support and encouragement
0: yeah Chorley's charlie's one of those places like you say it is growing and i think yeah. every gig i'm getting there at the moment seems to be wicked and mm. really well supported yeah. so there is something going on i'm not quite sure mm. what it is but every open mic night seems to be busy. There's a lot of good acoustic acts out there in Chorley and so many good gigs to play. Um, Saturday
1: night was Exeter Mills. Um, All right. We just had the sad news the last couple of days that um, the owners there are, are moving on. Um, your brewery prices shooting up and whatever else so that's sad because that was a residency for me but not just that they were proper good owners as well they turned it into like a proper old man's drinking pub into like somewhere where all the Exton community would go and it made hmm. it really good so big shout out to Paul Bowker and Lisa because they did a great job with that and it's sad that they have to move on so right
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's sad news because um, I've heard a lot of good things about anyone that's been to the Exton yeah. Mills um, regarding them so And plus, it's actually one of my mate's locals as well. Is it? I've not been in there yet. Yeah, it's nice to be fair. Yeah, he literally lives around the corner from it. So, Right, so the topic we're going to talk about today is things that could go wrong in a gig. Um, Right, Luke, try to think back to your worst possible memories from gigs (laughs) that you'll probably now laugh at. (laughs) Um, What's the worst one that comes to mind when you think of this? It's tricky, isn't it? So...
1: Uh, obviously, when when the worst possible things that come to mind, obviously in music, what, what are your first things that you think about? Feedback or string snapping or them kind of things. Um, I always say it, I've only been doing this a short amount of time and you can only be an expert at so many things and yeah. sound at the beginning was not necessarily my strong point. <laughs> so the first memorable no, one where I had a proper reality check was, and I've, I've not been invited since probably as a result of this, <laughs> but uh, I bought this new sound system. I'd been borrowing gear from some of my old bandmates and whatever else, but this was the first time I bought like a column array speaker, you know, the Yamaha right, Yeah. You yeah, obviously yeah. get your Bose ones and whatever else. Um, Other brands are available. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was one of them. It, looking back now, I paid about a grand for this speaker and it had a one-dial EQ system, the most right. basic thing you can think of. But I plugged it in. Thinking, oh, it would be fine, you know, I've, I think. And just the feedback that I got off it, like, just through no experience at all. I plug my guitar in, I'd bring the level up a bit, be like, whoom, and I'd be like, oh, shit, what do I do? And there was no, like, means of control on this sound system because it was such a basic, yeah. like, inbuilt thing. So... It's like you either turn it down so nobody can hear you, or you know you. Cr- and I remember this guy sat like directly in front of me, was going, "It's too bassy, mate." And I was like, "I fucking know it's too bassy, but I can't do anything about it." I don't mind I'm stressing. <laughs> uh, and then I could just see people like gradually leaving as I couldn't get my gig like going
0: at all. Like, right. Uh, so that was the first memory. Uh, I- we'll flip over to you then. What What are you thinking? Right. Basically, last year, uh, myself and Flash Floods had the busiest year we've ever had. So. Yeah. We Went down to this. Um, we got booked, we got booked by someone in St. Helens and thought, Oh, yeah, it's an all right gig. We agreed the fee and everything. After we agreed the fee, um, basically they came back, it came, the poster came out, and it turned out to be like one of those sportsman's dinners. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Carl Frampton, the boxer was actually talking at it. It was, um, it looked like it was going to be a good event, but obviously, had we had known, we would have probably charged a bit more. Mm. Well, anyway. We've had a bit of back and forth with the promoter at the beginning of the weekend because so the weekend before. Butcher. Yeah, I think he was involved with this social club. I see, and, I see. Um I can't remember the name of it anyway, and I would, mm. probably wouldn't want to. <laughs> but basically, he'd said he'd said the layout of it, he'd put it on a Sunday, so it couldn't go on till late, too late. Yeah, I see. Um and we were all knackered because we'd done a wedding on the Friday. I'd done something on the Saturday which I can't remember what it was and then Sunday it was obviously a gig. I think I'd done two gigs the day before mm. and we were all knackered. My um, mate had a few nights out. We were all absolutely shattered and um, basically we'd had a bit of to and fro in about getting there for 11 by the promoter who actually had stated this. Yeah, wow. to set up before the compare oh, had set up that. and yeah. stuff like yeah. that so we were like well no that wasn't booked in if you want to do that you're paying us 150 yeah, yeah, quid more yeah. it's not happening he's like well oh yeah you know this guy run smoothly and all this turn up it's run late the guy that is organised it is absolutely bladded gives gives us the money before we play and at that point we should have just walked um, because a night had overrun by an hour we still had to set up yeah and we would There was no lift access either, so we had to walk all these massive speakers upstairs. And a night that should have probably been one of the best gigs we've ever done just turned out to be really sour. And the best bit about it was some really, really out-of-shape bloke (laughs) Stripping off halfway through the gig and getting told off by his mum, who was working behind the bar. And guy <laughs> must have been about forty odd years old.
1: Did you say this was a charity do as
0: well? No, it wasn't a charity do. It was a sportsman's okay. dinner. So <laughs> we were Top like sportsman. Oh my word! Did you meet Carl Frampton though? Um, we had a we did have a couple of pictures with him. I think or we didn't. We did, yeah. We did get a couple of pictures with him. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, either. yeah. He's he, he's quite short, isn't he? I think. Yeah, he he's, he's masters, a sound bloke though. Yeah, I think yeah. he's about five foot eight, five foot nine. Oh, he can't right? be massive, okay. but he look, he's... always
1: looks smaller on TV. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Shout out, but Carl Frampton, if you're listening. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's, he seemed like a proper nice lad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So cool. I can't, I can't knock him for it, but just the organisation and the way it was done. And the fact that we were all knackered from the weekend—it was the last one of the weekend—and we just weren't fancying it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: think that probably added to it. But that nah, was the yeah. worst one I can remember. That
1: doesn't sound like—that doesn't sound too bad, to be honest. That's your worst. Experience. When you factor
0: in, it was like we were there like four, or five hours before yeah, we were due yeah, to yeah, play, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the guys already bladdered and then yeah. no one stays. It's not yeah. really. It's funny you should
1: say that actually, because I've noticed that because I've started doing weddings a little bit more as well. And what they don't tell you sometimes with these weddings, and I've tried to factor it in when asking you know, like, say somebody contacts me, I ask them this now, is let's say the ceremony's on at one o'clock, yeah, the wedding ceremony, and you're playing in the room next door. You you can't be setting up when they've got the ceremony. So you have to, like... So there was a a gig that I did. It it was really nice, to be fair, but I had to go at, like, 10 a.m., set up, go back home again. It was, like, an hour round trip and then come back later on. And I only realised, like, the night before that's what I was going to have to do. But it just makes, like... A job that you just think you know it's, it's going to be good it ends up being a full day
0: yeah know? i think we always get around that by asking what time venue access is and yeah. what time do they want us on and what time do they want to set up for so a lot of the time we've been quite lucky with weddings where it's been like right you can't get access to the mm. rooms till this time mm. so don't turn up till this time and that's that's been really yeah, lucky yeah. on my part as well with the Private bookings. I think it is always best to just clarify before what time you have to be set up for and when you can start yeah, setting yeah. up. The trouble because is, you
1: sometimes I don't want to give you the answers until until the day. Yeah, that, you that's just.
0: I clarify everything. Yeah, I probably yeah. ask too many questions yeah. before getting the yeah. booking.
1: If if you if you're playing on the nighttime, do it's not a problem. It's when you're playing at like during the meal and yeah. ceremony and all that. But that's another discussion for another day. Really. Yeah. So, you
0: know, I um. Right, I tried to think of everything that could go wrong in a gig um, with this. So when we plan the episode, there's just a few that typically stand out. So, um, Luke, have you ever forgotten any gear for a gig? You seem quite organized yeah. don't know. Uh, Maybe this has happened like once or twice for People you.
1: will laugh at that because you say I seem quite organised. My whole life I've been laughed at for being so disorganised. <laughs> but I think it's the 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 fee- like like I've had so many like like um like what do you call them like nightmare situations happen that I'm just overly organised when it comes to gigging. I'm not yeah. organised anything yeah. else. Um have I left anything? That's a good question. I've had situations where I've, like, left my mic and stuff like that, but thankfully they've been fairly close, so, yeah. like, my, my, you know, my girlfriend can come and bring it for me or something yeah. like that. I went to a gig... This is a really rubbish story, but it's the only thing I can think of. I went to a gig recently, and I turned up, and I'd left my mic stand at the gig the previous day, but, again, it was quite close, so I was right. quite fortunate. You'll probably have some better stories with this one. Yeah,
0: well, I'm, um, I'm probably... Now I'm better in the recent weeks. Um, well, this so probably since the back end of last year, I'm better, but I did have a habit of forgetting things. So um, I remember one time, Abby, I was doing a gig in Liverpool. Abby had to meet me uh, from Flash Floods, and she had to meet me on the M57 or M58, just <laughs> off one of those two motorways with, like, a mic stand. Right. Um, yeah. Because I always now make sure I tell Flash Floods listen, I'm gigging tomorrow, Yeah. leave this gear here, Yeah, yeah. and we put it in a place <laughs> so I've got it for the next day. Otherwise, we've had, been in situations where I, I've not had a speaker stand. Mm. Luckily, I've got my own ones now. Um, I've not had my mic stand, I've not had the lights, I've not yeah, had something. Yeah.
1: You know that feeling when you get... You, you get to the gig and you're looking in your car and you're like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You? <laughs> and you're like you're like looking through, like scrambling through and then you find it. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah,
0: I get that every gig now. <sighs> if I can't see something immediately, yeah. it's not fucking yeah, there and I've yeah. left it somewhere until I start rummaging through. Yeah, But I've luckily got a coping me- mechanism where it's like, right, I've got here early enough. If I have to go back for something, I have to go back yeah, for something. It's not yeah. a problem. But yeah, it's well, just ter- the worst fear of, when you're far away. In terms of leaving gear the early days
1: when i was kind of singing to backing tracks um like leaving your laptop would be an absolute oh, no option mate because i don't i only had about four songs on guitar yeah. but i remember one time i was in the middle of singing this is why you should probably eventually get onto an instrument because what one time i was gigging and singing on the on the backing tracks and, and it decided to do a Windows update halfway through. Oh, mate. And you know that noise it makes like, like
0: when it's like doo-doo-doo and it's like doing that <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just stops what they're doing. Like thinking, uh, that's not, that's not Billy Ocean. <laughs> uh, what's going and on it's here? like 1% of a, 1% complete <laughs> of an update and I'm just like, oh my God, what do I do? Yeah, that was yeah, quite uh, funny. Yeah, there funny. was also a couple of um, times, me and Chris do sometimes a duo, um, which is going to turn into a trio because Lee's joining on with us. Yeah. But there was a couple of times, literally two duo gigs in a row, where um, we were at our original space um, near uh, near Aqueduct Mill, and mate, we um, we went there before the gig, get all the stuff, and I'd say, right, Chris, I'm just gonna put that there, take it. So the first time he didn't take it, mm-hmm. so we went to Clitheroe, <laughs> so bar had to run back for the desk, and then. He did the same with me the next time, and we were in Garstang. So, again, luckily places that aren't the worst places yeah, in the yeah, world yeah, to yeah. get to yeah. from where we were, yeah. but it's it's still enough to make you, like, s- sort of go, right, I might be on slightly later. Are yeah. you happy for me to be yeah. on a bit later? Yeah. And, yeah, I can't remember what we left. I think it was, like... Um, I think it was, like, a leads bag yeah, this time yeah. or something like that. And I, I was sorting out all the leads and then forgot to pick mm, them up. Yeah. So it was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, luckily, we've got better at that. Um, but, yeah. Um, the thing is, I'm always, like, really
1: agitated before... Like, you're quite... When I came to see you over Christmas, you're quite chilled in the whole setting up process, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I've I've learnt a coping mechanism of oh well, it's done now. My dad, <laughs> my dad comes and helps me set up, and he'll tell you I'm a fucking shit. Like when I'm setting
1: up, I'm just like oh, fucking hell, oh, shit, no, this isn't right, this isn't right, (laughs) and, like, I get proper stress because I just find the whole experience, like, sound checking and all that, quite stressful before you actually,
0: once you get going, you're fine, it's just that. I I think I find the band more stressful, because you've got more sets of gear to worry about, whereas on your own, like, realistically, what's it going to take for you to set up, like, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah. At most. Um, So, yeah, I've actually started to sometimes even come here to make sure I've got everything yeah, before yeah, I have yeah. go, go to a gig. So, yeah, I've started to find coping mechanisms. And, yeah, the odd times something goes amiss, but it's never anything majorly mm. important anymore. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I think forgotten gear, you've just learned to deal with it, don't you? You just learn to double-check everything. Yeah. You start to pick things up earlier on in the week. That's the thing.
1: Get it, your car yeah. loaded
0: a little bit earlier than what you would. yeah. The
1: thing is, it's only you that's gonna look like a twat. Yeah. So, like, you know, say you're working for a company or something, you can kind of get away with it. But when you when you're self-employed and you're just doing yeah. it yourself, ultimately, if you're lazy and can't be asked checking your gear, it's you. It's you that's gonna suffer. Yeah. So it's, just, yeah. You know. so
0: it's sort of like like now I know probably I've got everything, but I'll come here first. I'll maybe leave one thing here on yeah, purpose yeah, yeah. to make sure I've not forgotten anything. Yeah. Um and I'll do I'll I'll try and do a check yeah. like at some point on the day of a gig to make sure I've got everything. Um or the day before a gig sometimes yeah. even. Um right, next one we're gonna do is broken gear. Oh, fuck. This is this is where I start to come into my element now. Right. This is where
1: some of my worst like nightmares have come to fruition. Right in front of <laughs> me. What uh, like
0: the like the dream where you yeah. go to work naked? Yeah, the dream where like <laughs>
1: You're running, but you're not getting anywhere, and some guys chasing you down the street yeah.
0: with a machete. Yeah, uh, am I starting on this one then? Yeah, might? go on. Right. You might as well now. You built it up.
1: Yeah, I have built it up. Yeah, uh, I've built it up. Well, there's been plenty to be fair, but um, like I say, with the Windows update one, well, that was quite funny to be fair. But um, the first, the first memory of this was I used to go to a pub called the Top Lock in 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 Chorley Wheelton area. Right. Have you ever been there? No. Um, it was quite good to be fair. It was all right. Um, quite a small venue. Um, and it was the first time I'd ever experienced snapping a string. Now right. That seems quite like normal, to be fair. It mm. happens quite a lot. Um, but the fact the fact was, and don't ask me why, but I hadn't learned by that point to change a string. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> so uh, obviously you learn from these experiences, then you go, right, I'm going to learn how to change my strings now. But I just remember just playing this song, and it just went bang like that. And I was like, oh, shit, what do I, what do, I do? Like. I, Don't fucking know what to do. I literally do not know how to change a string. So like I say, my dad comes and watches me um, most gigs. So he just grabs my guitar, literally must have got in my bag and just grabbed any string he could find. It could have been like the thick E string and he (laughs) he popped it on the, you know, it's usually the B string that goes with, uh, with, with my stuff. I think he put on the thickest string possible, just winding it up. I didn't even know, like, really know how to tune a guitar, but this is like very, very early days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it just ruined my gig because I just knew this guitar was like I would tune. <laughs> like, nang <dong>, nang. <dong.
0: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, well,
1: we'll go to you and then we'll come back to me.
0: Yeah, I've had loads of strings break in um, yeah. gigs. It's the... part and parcel now, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah you kind of... I kind of have to force myself into a routine so what I was going to do I think the end of this month is my next string change yeah so I think it is going to be a, at least two packs of strings a month to make sure I've got one mm. spare because you never know when you're going to need your next yeah. one and a lot of mine break when I'm doing a song with a capo yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly but the same. for
0: me it's the E and the B string yeah um, but the other week um, I was playing you recommended me this gig um um, shout out to Robo at Crafty, bra- uh, oh, crafty yeah. Beggars yeah. basically I've never done this be- before in my life but I managed to break an A string and while we were at it I was pulling out like the uh, bridge pin yeah. to get the A string out and I'd somehow pulled out the <laughs> D string As well as the A? No, I just pulled out the the D-string pin. So I went to push it back in without thinking, hang on, I might need to loosen this first. I don't know what was going (laughs) through my head. And I pushed the bridge pin in, and the bridge pin just snapped in half. Yeah, yeah. So not only did I end up without uh, an A-string. Yeah. No, I got the A-string in. Yeah. But I ended up then without a D string and missing a saddle. So that's the thing in it. You, you always have replacement strings, but I've not got replacement
1: fucking bridge pins. Bridge pins, not not no. a chance.
0: So I ended up having to order some off Amazon. <laughs> uh, got some, like it was perfect. They they're absolutely fine and went. They weren't massively expensive, but I thought, why did I not just yeah, loosen yeah, yeah. the D string or just change the D string yeah, as well? Yeah. It takes two minutes. So so what did you do then for the rest of the game? Just carried on. Without a bridge pin though, because Without there's... a bridge pin, without a D string. Oh. I just took the D string out. <laughs> Did it I sound just... all right? It you could tell something was missing. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't the worst thing ever. Yeah, so yeah. you wow. just you just as long as you like know what
1: yeah
0: what strings missing, you can find a way around it. That happened to me at a wedding actually, so um the bridge pin actually came flying
1: out of the guitar and underneath <laughs> the table. So I had a backing track to revert to for a couple of songs. whilst my me, scrambling under the table <laughs> trying to find this bridge thing. <laughs> we found it in the end, but yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever had anything bigger than that break? Not break, no. Because you'd think like, oh, surely like a speaker would have blown or something. But I, I, I'm I'm one of these dickheads that's bought a speaker that's probably way too. It's a fucking big speaker, in it. So yeah. it, I always run it on like half. I'm never going to have that problem. No. But, um, yeah, so going back, so the minstrel, you've played the minstrel, yeah. aren't you? Paul Brack, of course. Obviously, sadly, they're moving on as well, aren't Yeah, they're moving
0: on, unfortunately.
1: Um, again, fucking dickhead of the year. Didn't think to to check the battery of the guitar, but I'm just playing on, on, the sta- on the stage once. It was between a Tyson Fury fight, so I only had like half an hour before the fight started. Everyone was up for it, rowdy, ready to go. And my guitar just starts going...
0: Oh, like no.
1: distorting, like mad, and I'm like... I've been having trouble with this guitar. It was a fucking shit guitar, but obviously... I just thought, oh, you know, I changed the battery the other week, I'm sure I did, it won't be that, Uh, we checked everything, wires in, wires out, checking everything, but my dad's out front because my dad listens out front, but sometimes, bless him, like, he obviously does a lot for me, but sometimes I just go, yeah, sounds great mate, and I'm like, is something wrong and he's like no no sounds great I go and listen out front of me guitar's going fucking distorted and everything Um, and I just could not for the life of me figure out that it was just a battery change that's simply all it was and I just like my whole but thankfully Paul came up to me and he's like don't worry about it mate honestly he's like it happens to us all and he was proper supportive because he could have kicked off that night Oh yeah, he he could have not paid me because he would have probably been well within his rights to but being the kind of guy he he, he is
0: um, he fucking helped me through that night to be fair yeah. That's happened to me once. Uh that's happened to me a couple of times and uh I think it's maybe three or four. Luckily I've always had a spare battery. Yeah. Apart from one time, but no one cared because it was um I was doing a gig at O'Neill's in Liverpool yeah. town centre. Yeah. And we'd just won the League Cup. <laughs> So I'm playing all these Liverpool songs, the acoustic <laughs> guitar goes and I went, Fuck it, we're carrying on anyway. And just battered the shit out of me, acoustic guitar. No strings break yeah, somehow. Yeah. But everyone was just singing along. Yeah, you couldn't yeah, hear yeah. Me, you couldn't have heard me guitar anyway. It was pointless. It was going it was all off. around the room. But like yeah, we just let I took the battery out and just carried yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um but, yeah, no one give a shit because we had just won the League Cup, as I say. Um, <laughs> everyone was just singing Liverpool songs anyway. You said, the, you said the League Cup's a um, uh, Milky Bar Cup. I didn't. I never said that. We just said that the, we just both agreed that the FA Cup's a better one to win. No, it is, it is, to be fair. Um, so don't start pulling that shit on me, son.
1: <laughs> no, but it's not that I didn't have any batteries. It just, in my, fucking, in my like, panic, I just did not <laughs> occur
0: to me that it would just be a battery change. Like, I don't know about your guitar but does your guitar uh, my guitar has a red light that flags on when the battery's low No it didn't that, that
1: particular right. pickup no um it's the Taylor one so they literally right. only have the the dials you know the EQ right, dials okay. and the volume dials so yeah my my one that I have now the LR bags um pickup does so right. that's good um what was i going to say uh no, but it was just it was just the fact that like um, I just couldn't for the life of me panic think that it was that and it, yeah. it was just just stupid but sometimes you forget don't you that like you know you're plugging in your, your guitar into your hmm. jack and that you just think oh it's you sometimes forget that it is battery
0: powered as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think that's the thing. Like, as soon as you plug that lead in, it's ready to go. Yeah, you just like, oh, well, it's so just
1: connected up to the mains. <laughs> I, I
0: always, actually, the way I get around that now is I actually unplug my guitar yeah. at a half. I mute my desk, oh, unplug I my guitar, yeah. and then put it over. Yeah. Because I had a habit of just leaving yeah. it plugged in yeah. all the time. And that red light, it's like a petrol light. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the petrol light on the electric dashboard, yeah, yeah, yeah. it tells you so many yeah, miles to go. It yeah. comes on at 50 miles to go. <laughs> 50 so, songs to go. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, oh, you've got at least five gigs left in you, but yeah. replace it now, please. <laughs> yeah. And I just never do. Um, but luckily, I always do get get to a point. I've been quite lucky where I've got to a point where I've noticed it in sound check, just quickly replace a battery and we're good to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it hasn't gone for whatever reason. Yeah. The worst one with gear breaks, it was funny as hell. Um, I've got to say, it was absolutely hilarious. So we've played at the Old, back, old Black Bull in Preston, um, and they are absolutely brilliant with this all the time. Like, we've been booked probably about five times in the last two years. Yeah. This year, we've only got one booking. Yeah. But they love the live music. But we're considering next time getting Barriers to play there. But <laughs> we don't think there's any point because we've lost about six leads to the Black Bull. Um, <laughs> and at times we spill more drinks there than the customers. So so you've lost leads, what, people nicking leads? No, no, basically you leave your gear set up at yeah, the half, yeah. don't you? You walk off stage, you go and get a drink, whatever. Yeah. Someone's always dancing too close to the gear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and, yeah, this guy literally just fell on the gear. <laughs> like, so someone's always just gone, like, backwards, dancing yeah, backwards, yeah. the monitor's there, she bang me. over the monitor, yeah. straight onto yeah. the friggin' lead. That's happened to me as well. Um, yeah, and this is why when we say, please back off from our performance area, yeah. just listen. Even if you are pissed, you know your ears yeah. are working because yeah. Yeah. you listen to yourself talk shit. yeah. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, we've lost. I reckon we've lost the best part of six leads because someone always falls over and they've always got a pint in hand. I'm surprised we've got. So it's not money just worth. somebody
1: going out to pubs and nicking XLRs. No, no, <laughs> it's
0: just literally like someone falling over I But yeah.
1: right, I reckon we we park that for a bit, have a short yeah. break um, because my camera's only got 30 minutes. So yeah, we'd like to I have don't know if break. you remember
0: from the last yeah, episode that to, happened.
1: Yeah, if you made it that far. So uh, yeah, we'll have a quick break and we'll uh, we'll discuss some more uh, things that can go wrong in the next part. Cheers, lovely. Howdy partner, it's the Sheriff here. Sorry to interrupt your episode. We just wanted to take a little bit of time out to promote our social media pages, because at the end of the day, that's what life's all about, isn't it? So, head over to Tom's Cast One on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok, we do more stupid videos, whereas Instagram and Facebook are a little bit more informative, so take your pick. Also, you're listening to us today, of course, on YouTube, so please subscribe to our YouTube channel, that helps a lot. If you could like and share our YouTube videos as well, that would be more than appreciated. We're also on Apple Podcasts as well, so if you could head over to there and rate and review us, and hopefully by the time this goes out as well, we're on Spotify, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Back to the episode, shall we? You've got lots of work to do. What are you waiting for? See you soon.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the One More Songcast. My name's Luke. My name's Lee. But you knew that from the start. I don't know why we did that. Yeah, we've just added a section in where we just reintroduce ourselves <laughs> in case you've forgotten anything in the last half an hour. <laughs> um, right. So, um, Luke, we got to Broken Gear. We discussed a bit of that. Right, the next topic is probably more for me. It's shady promoters. So agents well, and that kind of thing. Uh agents festival owners and like gig promoters for like original's gigs yeah. um i don't know if you've had much experience with this yeah
1: i've tried to avoid booking agents as as we both know as best i can the ones i've dealt with have been pretty good to be fair pretty fair so i can't really i, I honestly can't think i've had people like try and shaft me but i haven't taken the work so um i haven't I, you get what i mean um, Yeah. so yeah go on what's this is more for you i think
0: yeah so I'm um, for those of you that don't know, I'm in a, uh, an original's band called, currently called Lost in Echoes. Um, we've got some. Are oh, you not lost in the echoes anymore? So you've no. changed it. Well, we are. We are looking to change it. So look yeah. out for that. At the moment, we're on Instagram at underscore Lost in Echoes. But by the time this goes out, we may be before the impact. Ooh. Um. So. Yeah. Really, we've had some dodgy promoters in our time. So, like, the first gig was one of my mates at work, so he sorted us out a deal. And uh, it was kind of like you get a lot of half pay to play stuff. Because it was our first gig, though. We had my dad come up from down south. My brother came up. He bought a ticket. I had a few people from work Mm. come because I was working in Liverpool at the time. Um, I ended up selling about 15, 20 tickets, maybe even more. Yeah. So we actually had to ask for further tickets. Ah, I see. Um, and I think we sold 40 and made 100 quid from the gig. Yeah. Um, it was brilliant, to be fair. Um, but the next time around, we got one, and this was like the July. We got one in this August, for the September. So we had four weeks notice, but it was one of those where all our mates were a bit busy. And then I had some personal stuff going on, so... We turned up to the gig, showed him the seven tickets we sold, handed back the rest, handed him the money, and the promoter went, is that it? (laughs) And then proceeded not to stay for the rest of the gig.
1: Right? Was that that a decent selling as well? Because I don't know too much about um, original gigs. Yeah, some
0: of them in Liverpool are a bit dodgy. So you get somewhere, you just get a split ticket share, so you share 50% with the promoter from what you sell uh, because they've obviously got to make their money. They've put the gig on. Um, So they do a 50-50 split. There's other times where it is a paid fee. Um, There's other times where you get door takings or there's other times where you have to sell so many tickets. And this probably happens in places like London as well, I'd imagine. Um, But most of the ones that are pretty good will do a 50-50 split, which I think is kind of fair in a way because the promoter's got to make their money. They've done all the marketing for it generally. Uh, if they're good at what they do, they yeah. generally promote it pretty well. Um, but, yeah, some of them that call themselves promoters put, like, one or two posts out the week of the gig <laughs> and then expect you to sell all the fucking right, tickets see, and get yeah. your mates there. It's lazy. And yeah. then they expect you to sell 20 before they mm. give you anything. Um, so, yeah, we've sold seven tickets and it literally just been, is, is that it? Yeah. Um, and then he fucks off for the rest of the gig. Um, did you get your first? Did you get your share? Of the- no, because we yeah. only sold seven oh, tickets. Wow. The deal was twenty tickets. Yeah. So we got nothing for playing the gig. So, you know, there's there's times where like exposure is fair. There's other times where it's sort of like mm. it gets you absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Um. And there was another one. Um. We did there's a venue in Liverpool like I'm not going to mention it because I still love the venue regardless it was just our experience was marred because of again the promoter <laughs> that booked for him um, and we'd spoke to him and he's like oh yeah so he gives us 20 tickets and says right we've got a date on this date and we sort of took the gig without really thinking about it we said right just going to say though mate it's a big ask for us to sell 20 tickets unless our mates are all available yeah in two weeks we're just kind of starting out like Mm. is there any shift with that yeah we can see what we can do of course there wasn't (laughs) so we've played the gig we've done pretty well Um, and on the way out we left the rest of the tickets with one of our band members and with that he goes oh have you got the money like yeah, we've left the money with the last band member. He's like, well, that those tickets are like your receipt. We need to know how many we sold. It's like yeah, we've left it all with another band member. And he's like, well, if you don't fucking pay, I said, don't go threatening. I said we're gonna pay you. It's, we've got another band member still in your venue, so he will pay. Um, and our basis come up I and mean, he gets he gets a little <laughs> bit more aggressive so he came over and literally went is there a problem he went no no it's just that we hadn't received your money but yet he said well i've been hearing this from outside he's told you three times one of our band members is actually still in there and will give you the money i said yeah let's not forget you were going to sort something out with this because you only gave us two weeks notice not my problem you're the band you've got fans it's your job to get your fans to the yeah. shows i said it's your job to promote the show i didn't see you promote this till tuesday the gig's friday yeah and uh, it kind of marred our experience so i said i said to him we're going to have to go back there with a better promoter or or when we've got more of a fan base cuz yeah. it's just not on to do things like that. No.
1: What about um covers gigs? Have you ever have you ever done anything where you've say you've been booked by a local agent and you've turned up and been double booked because I hear that all the time off people.
0: Um it's not happened to me as such but I bet that's so frustrating. Um to be honest, I've been quite lucky. Yeah. Uh, in that sense. The only time it has happened is the week before a gig. Yeah. I was due to turn up somewhere and um Basically, they've got an owners the the owners' book and the manager books. So the owners like to book who they want in, Mm. but the manager will be booking. But I think there was a communication breakdown because the owners hadn't booked anything. I'd advertised the gig, and then had to take my poster down because, um, yeah, because the venue had basically the manager said, "I'm so sorry, but the owners have booked something Mm. in." Um. And because she offered me loads more dates after that, I couldn't do any of them. But I thought, you've had the decency to try and replace that. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I think as long as you go the right way about it, like, listen, my family were coming up anyway. Yeah. It's not a problem. You know, what I've started
1: doing as well, and I don't even know if this is, like, um, something that people particularly do. But I've just started doing it because, because I've been getting a lot of interest recently. Is If somebody contacts me, even from a pub, I'll I'll say really I do ask for a deposit and i am actually started taking deposits from pubs I've
0: considered it yeah. because I
1: didn't know how to I, I thought would it work at start because obviously pubs are very different to private parties mm. and weddings and whatever else but actually it's it's been quite good in the way that and then I then say you know if you want to say reorganise a date to another date you know and it's within a good amount of time that's fine but at least you've got a deposit it makes you feel a little bit you've more got secure. some
0: security and they if they rec- they will record whether they've paid a yeah deposit of course or and not. if
1: they come to you i th- feel like it's a bit of a different it's a different story then like obviously they, they found out about you or whatever and they want you at the venue so really um if you've never played there before um you build that trust by getting a deposit and if the gig goes well and you get to know them you don't have to do that then
0: yeah, um, going back to the point of agencies, yeah, I yeah. do 100% agree with you. I've been considering this, and I know one of my friends in Warrington's actually done it. Yeah, yeah. Because she got fed up of places just cancelling her. Um, so she's called it a small booking fee. Yeah. So she will she will take it, and there's no two ways about it. But she earns her money from running open mics, mm. all sorts. So mm. she makes sure she gets her working. Um but yeah, uh, I mean, going back to the point with agents, it's kind of like, it's kind of like sad when you see a few of them selling you short as well. Yeah. So have you ever had it when you've been offered a gig? I don't yeah. know if this is the reason why you've turned it down. Like I did one in Manchester City Centre. I was told it would be between three and five. Um, <clears throat> the venue will have parking. Mm. Or the venue will be able to sort out parking. Um. And it's a Wednesday afternoon, and it's 80 quid. I thought, well, what else am I going to do on a Wednesday afternoon? At 80 quid, I've probably earned my money for the day. Like, it's probably yeah. not great, yeah. but it's Wednesday afternoon, no, yeah, so I can accept yeah. a little bit less. i will try it yeah. once. If it doesn't work, I am not going back yeah. for that fee. Um, And to be fair, the agency were pretty good. But when I looked at it, I'd travelled from Clitheroe, mm. And I'd probably spent forty minutes getting down there, yeah, when I got there, there was no parking, and the venue said, "Yeah, so you're gonna be on at three, and then you need to go on again at six, yeah, I said I was told three yeah, and yeah. it was a two hour window that's not that's not really great, no, I'm like, well, <clears throat> this is what we've told them." So there was a bit of miscommunication mm. from the agency.
1: Well, this is why I'm really interested. We're going a little bit on a tangent here, but it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, this is why I'm really interested to get an agent on. Like, not because I know there's a lot of different agents. There's, a, there's agents and promoters for original stuff. Mm. There's um, like I'm working at the minute with management for this thing that I've not announced yet. That's different. But I'm more interested in your local booking agents. I because I get I get local booking agents contacting me sometimes and they present a fee to me and it might be in Liverpool or Manchester or something and they're like, what's your Sunday fee? So I tell them the Sunday fee and then they're like, oh no, no, we can't match that and it's like, well, why are you contacting me to offer me a gig that's way less... Yeah, and I just don't. I don't understand it sometimes. Like you know,
0: I I. I, I do understand
1: it if you're not very busy. Not hmm. not that you, if you're not very busy, but if you really want to go and play in Liverpool, you you maybe want a couple of gigs yeah. out there to establish yourself in Liverpool. I understand. I'm just using Liverpool as an example, but sometimes I don't get it when when they contact you, ask what your fee is, and then
0: go, "Oh no, we can't offer you that." Yeah, it's I, like, I, right. Well, why my are you thing is me, with then? this, I don't think agents. Spend enough time speaking to musicians yeah, to yeah. see what the actual rate is because the going rate that they're offering, yeah, they'll say, Oh, yeah, it's this place 150, yeah, and then you're like, Yeah, but I get 150 in my pocket, yeah, so, so what am I gaining from yeah, speaking to you exactly? If it turns out to be a micro pub, yeah, and you can lower the fee because they've only got 20 or 30 seats, mm. I get it, yeah, yeah, but but you've also got to remember as well. Is And
1: I sort of fell into this trap, but I got out of it because Hmm. the venue that did book me hadn't had a little word um, and said, oh, we we do want him going forward. So, But what agencies do do as well is they they say book you for something and then you can't go there for a year afterwards on your own. You have to go through the agency. So you might go, oh, yeah, I like that. And if it goes really well and then the venue offer you, say, a residency, you are then tied in with the agent so you've got to be really careful this is a a topic for another day really but you've
0: got to be careful yeah we do want to get booking agents on Um, just to hear
1: the other side of it Yeah, I want to understand
0: it a little bit more there are some good ones that do Mm. negotiate the fee and Mm. say right um, you know I've got um, an agent called MA and I've done a few for him probably a bit lower than I would normally take but any other gig where they say right they've asked you to do it what is your fee yeah it's not what is the fee? Yeah. What do you want to take home? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you can work with that. Yeah. Um. there's other times where you're like, come on, like, you can't possibly be offering that. I think there was one time I got asked to go to Cockermouth in, um, <laughs> Cockermouth.
1: Cockermouth. Cockermouth.
0: Yes. Cock in mouth. Yeah. No, no. Cocker, yeah, Cockermouth yeah. in, um, uh, in Cumbria. Yeah mocking
1: mouth in cum-
0: Cumbria. Yes, it, it sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> <know>. um, <laughs> so, yeah, Cockermouth is two hours away from the house. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they were going to send me on a Friday night for a hundred quid. That's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, mate. I finish work at four o'clock. I'm going to have to go straight there. Yeah. To get set up, and you, you, what if I get stuck in traffic? One mm. thing. The other thing. I'm not even sure that fully covers my fuel. It's four hours <laughs> so, on the road. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, not in this not in this club.
1: Well, it, it would, but you'd probably be losing about 50% of your fee at least. Yeah, on um, fuel. And yeah. you're like, what? I don't necessarily have a problem with it when, say, say, you're going to the agent, but when the agent comes to you and offers it, it's a little bit like, what do you want me to say to this?
0: Yeah, like, it's honestly like, well... I've I've had a conversation with one this this particular agent. I was like, you can't be sending people for that. Like, I'm from Preston. Yeah. Get if you're gonna get people there for local. Like, get someone who's just starting out who doesn't yeah. care about the fee at the moment. We or talk, we talk yeah. We talk about Northwest bands
1: a bit as well, don't we? And I always see that on the Northwest bands page, and it's an interesting point. To be fair, is like if some if if a lot of people are willing to go out for for a hundred pound in in Cumbria, like you were saying, then that then like the whole the whole market then that becomes acceptable then yeah. doesn't it so you've, you but it's a, it's a difficult argument because if someone's happy to do that then that's fine yeah. but also you've got to be careful because if people are taking them gigs like hotcakes then then the, the you know it's going to come down for everybody isn't yeah, it
0: yeah I've almost kind of stopped replying because mm. you do get the odd mm. good one from him um, and he has sorted me out before like there was another one I went to on the outskirts of Manchester and Basically, they they hadn't double booked, but they'd for, they'd booked me and forgot why they had yeah, the diary yeah, yeah. free, and it was because the uh, it was the Carn and Brook fight. Oh yeah, yeah. But they got the money sorted. He rang me straight away mm. to assure me that I was going to get paid for it. I'd probably get paid. Not this week, but the week after. So I yeah. knew exactly when yeah. the money was coming in. I knew that I still had money coming in. I could go home and enjoy a beer and enjoy the boxing. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like there wasn't anything sorted out. The venue apologised straight away. They'd cocked up. They were getting in touch with the agency. I messaged the agent. He got in contact with them. And five minutes later, I had a phone conversation mm-hmm. with him sorting it. But it was like with other venues, he's, he's literally saying... I had a conversation saying, mate, you can't be offering fees like this. It's no. just not acceptable. And you know what? It's probably a little bit out of place because it's a bit, it's more his remit. Do you know mm. what I mean? He's the one doing the bookings. And he's like, well, not really. It doesn't affect me because if it's really not the going rate, a musician will just tell me no. Yeah. But I'm thinking, why even think that's acceptable yeah. in the first place? You could cut out all that. Yeah and have loads of people turn yeah. you down and just say, well, no, listen, you need to be yeah. paying this because they're getting this on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen that dodgy guy on Northwest Bands? I won't name his
1: name, but I think most people will know who I'm talking about. And he's always on there. He's an agent, I'm presuming. Yeah. And he's like, £100 for a gig here. And then and then like he'll message you, but then won't re- reply to you. Mm. And then he like blocks people if they sort of like they're not right for him. He's a bit like, it's proper weird. He's
0: always like, posting gigs. I think like... I know the one you're on about and I am I might have done a couple of gigs yeah. for him to be honest. Yeah. Um, but they were mainly good rates. I'm sure if it's the same one we're on about, I've literally just spoken about him and he has the potential <laughs> to be good. But there's times where he doesn't necessarily agree to. Yeah. Agree, yeah. agree the right fees because he doesn't take the time to do the negotiations. Yeah, he just I, I gets the feelers from the bands themselves. And I think that can be problematic, but um, yeah, let's I think, move on. I think that one's
1: that one's done. Um, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have a whole episode. I think it'll be a really interesting episode because um, you know it's nice to balance the argument a little bit to actually get yeah. somebody on because because you're not negative about agents, are you?
0: No, I'm. You use to them lot, using them so. as long as they're fair. Yeah, yeah. So it's Actually, saying, listen, this is what most people will play mm. for. The chances are if you play there and do a good job, then the chances are they will pay more next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And most of them most of them that say that, I can't listen, I can't get you this rate this time, but yeah. if you go there and you do a good job, they have up rates for other people before. So I'm not saying it won't happen ever, mm. but it's not gonna happen for this one. I can take it or leave it then.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's the fairest way yeah, to yeah, do it. Yeah,
1: I agree, I agree. Um
0: but yeah, I'm not against it, but I'd love to see an agent's point of view and what actually happens with sort of agent negotiations mm, in a sense. Yeah. But um, right, the next one, there's got to be some fun come out of this because this one's about pissheads and dickheads at gigs. So you you must have had some good ones from this, Luke.
1: Pissheads and dickheads, yeah. Um, <laughs> the funny one that that stands out to me, I mean, you know what it's like. We, we've, we've based our whole podcast name and... Promo and stuff off, like punters doing funny shit, like not funny shit, but just your generic shit, like asking for Wonderwall and whatever else. Yeah, you know? it and- used
0: to be Freebird, I think, back in the day.
1: <laughs> 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 and you know, it's all it's all part of the fun, isn't it? Really, but the one that I can remember most recently, it was a pub at the Wheat Sheaf, and I can say this because I know that these people weren't regulars at this pub. It's a good pub, and I, I, I'd I'd spoke to the owner afterwards, and they they said, "Oh no, they don't." Co- I don't even know who they were. They don't come in. Um, so it's not like they were regular or, or anything um so I'm not slating anybody like that but uh so basically obviously I set set up all my gear facing out to the pub as you do um and these sort of early I don't know actually probably mid to late 20s this group proper chavvy lot like <laughs> um decided for whatever reason that they really wanted to stay and listen to me but they were adamant that they were going to s- sit in my setup space so behind the speakers um, Why? Not a, not a clue. So there's a fireplace. My two speakers are pointing outwards. You know you know how it is. And they're literally sat at a table. There's so many tables in this pub. They're sat amongst all my wires and everything, all like videoing me, but from behind me. So I've, I don't I don't use a monitor. I use an in ear monitor. It's not like they were picking anything up no. from a floor monitor or anything. So I was just like, what like why? Like and they were taking these videos of me going, Oh, my mate wants to book you and all this. And I'm thinking, it must sound
0: absolutely shit from where you're sat. Like (laughs) it's just, you know I'm just trying to picture how that would look from an audience point of view, because you're looking at someone. Normally you like see an acoustic act and normally we're quite tucked away in a corner, aren't we, to be fair. Because we don't generally need no, awful a awful lot de- of space. No, it was a
1: decent space, this one, as well. I was spread out nicely across the uh, across the fireplace, and I, c- I managed to... My speakers are quite big. I managed to put the two up. Yeah. And they're just sat behind me, like, nestled around my wires and whatever else. And then, say, one of them wants to go out for a fag or go to the toilet or something. They're, like, knocking my guitar, like... Because, obviously, your neck sticks out. And yeah. That, and they're knocking my guitar, and I'm like that. Ah, and I'm just like, what are you doing? And then... And then I go, you know, obviously I have my break and uh, half-time, or whatever you want to call it, come back, and this lad has got my frigging 1,500-pound guitar in his hand, thinking he's Liam Gallagher, pissing about, and his mates are Snapchatting and all that, and I'm like, my dad runs over and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, people do do not realise that the gear that we have is fucking expensive, man. Like, and we have it insured and whatever else, but... Like, pe- like you wouldn't go to any other place of work, would you? And just fucking start picking their gear up. And no, like... you wouldn't
0: go You wouldn't go and watch a plumber and just go, right, yeah, let me just rob his spanner. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, and then, yeah, do you know what? I think that's a, that's a point as well about pay. Like, people treat musicians like everything's just a hobby. For a lot of people, yeah, 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 yeah. don't get me wrong, for a lot of people it is. But there's people like me and you probably earn most of our income or a lot of our income from it and you know a lot of people that i know just get gigs from doing weddings or whatever yeah yeah. and then they're like then people like think oh yeah you can either just do any song or you can do Mm. it for that fee that's not a problem No, no that's that is a problem because i'm bringing generally just for myself my guitar was probably 400 quid the yeah, speakers were about 900 quid. Mm. The desk was probably about 240, 50 quid, mm. maybe more. Don't, yeah, yeah. I don't exactly know the price of the desk. Then you got a factor in the stands are probably all about think 100, all the, between 100 and 200 think quid. Think of all the
1: pedals you've got as well. Like, well,
0: like, on my own, I don't use the pedals, right, luckily. Okay, yeah, but yeah. the DI box would have been 30 or 40 quid yeah, yeah, at yeah. least. Then you... You know, you factor in all the wires, you're probably talking easily two thousand pounds worth of gear oh, minimum. Yeah. Oh yeah, minimum. And people then say, Yeah, so you can do that for you can do that for fifty quid. <laughs> and then you're like, No, yeah. it's gonna cost you 150. Yeah. And they're like, What for two hours? Yeah, no, yeah. no. Let me get this straight. Yeah, We're yeah, getting yeah. here at least an hour before yeah. to oh, set yeah, up yeah, yeah. and we've got a sound check. We've got to constantly be alert. We're working the same as you guys are. We're supplying all the gear. You're not supplying me with anything mm. other than a space to yeah, set yeah. up
1: no, and an audience.
0: No, no, no. no. And then, yeah, they're, they're paying you to entertain their audience. Yet they think that you should come in. It's like it's like booking a booking a, a team of builders, but just paying them for the paying them <sighs> literally for the actual fitting yeah. for the labour, yeah, yeah, not yeah. for any of the materials yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. bringing in, no. not for any of the tools or the skills no. that they've done the training for. No. And then expecting him to work. So sometimes you feel like turning up late naked, and they go, "No, you can't play like that." Well, <laughs> you didn't pay for my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, I honestly, it, it, I'm not. I'm not saying I genuinely do feel like that. It's a bit of an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. Oh uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, right, I reckon. Well, we've, we've got a choice now. We've got five minutes left of recording time, so we either. Uh... Right,
0: I'm just going to get my favourite head story in. Okay, go on. Um, my well, my favourite dickhead stories in actually. So. First one was with Flash Floods at the Old Black Bull. Um, again, he wasn't a regular. You don't really get regulars as far as I can see in the Old Black Bull. It's very much a live music pub on a Saturday. Yeah. So Flash Floods play there, not really knowing what to expect. We'd had, we, we'd been booked there. It was a, it was on a Good Friday actually, so we knew it was a lively place from mm-hmm. the year before. But this one was off the scale. Some guy turns up. And he is pissed off his nut. And he's live wire. He is rowdy as fuck. He's well up for a night out. You can tell he wants to be out till three, four in the morning (laughs) fucking boozing. Anyway, he keeps dancing with anyone and anything. Like, a lot of our mates do that. That's fine. Yeah. But, this lad proceeds to stand on a table in the middle of Mm. the old black bull. Everyone's like everyone's giving him the woo 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 And then he pulls his pants down and fucking gets his cock out. We didn't see it because we were behind him, but we like, Chris is looking at me going, has he just done that? I'm like, yeah. Is this the one where the bouncer come and rugby tackles Yeah, the, the, the bar manager, not the bouncer, the bar manager actually come and rugby tackled him out the venue. It was fucking oh, quality. Um, the second one, Oh mate, I nearly twatted this guy in Neil. Um I don't get angry a lot. I don't no, know if you can you... tell from me. I'm pretty calm. You have to be calm as well, don't you, when you do when you're yeah. doing pubs. Because... Like if there's a heckler, I'll just shut him down. It's you can't not a problem. Like, Fuck off. Because it just wouldn't go well for you. No, no. You've got to have a bit of a sense of humour. So if there's a heckler, you give him some shit, it's fine. Well there's this guy pissed up half halfway through me set, he's on the jukebox. He went, I'm putting some Jerry Cinnamon on. I went, don't put Belter on, I'm playing it. Like, <laughs> just for a laugh. First song he puts on, Belter, that's a fucking great song. It on. i for like, fuck's sake. So that goes back further into the set. Well, I'm halfway through my second set and he's gone, oh, I've played Robbie Williams' Angels, literally mm. just played it. He went, oh, mate, you're doing a great job, but give us some Robbie Williams'. I went, I've just played Robbie Williams, mate. All the time. Um, Yeah, yeah, but Robbie, though. Um, Yeah, yeah, I've just fucking played it. (laughs) Yeah, but Robbie Williams, and he continues to ask me about five more times. He's not getting it. So I went, yeah, yeah, sound. I'll play it in a couple more songs. (laughs) Gets to the end of the gig. He's gone, you're fucking brilliant, mate. Play some beautiful self. I was like, I'm not playing anymore, mate. I've told you, I've had enough. He's like, Oh come on! You gotta play this song. You can play any song. No, that's not how it works. But listen, just go away, mate. Leave me alone now. I'm not, I'm I'm finished for the night. And with that, he grabs me, mic. And I was already my blood was already boiling by this point. The second he tried to turn my mic stand, yeah. I grabbed it back off him and went, "Get the fuck <laughs> off my mic now." And luckily, Dave had come in, seen me get angry. Oh, so this was This was in the Rosen Crowd. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So Dave goes, and Dave, Dave in, his, in his most scowls way, just goes, oh, lad. Right, lad, I think you've had enough. <laughs> I, yeah. Grabs him and just chucks him through the front door. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, it was like, it was one-handed as well. Yeah. This guy's like, oh, swinging everywhere. <laughs> and he's just he just threw him out. It was just so quick. Wow. And then we went. We were just talking afterwards to going, what the fuck happened to him? And he was fine in the first half. Like, and then at half time he just seemed bladded. But I think we better end it there, don't we? We better, man?
1: aren't we, mate? Yeah. Um DSLR cameras, man. Sort yes. yourselves out. We'll see you shortly. Thank
0: you. Hello. It's me, Preston's biggest dick. And I'm not talking about my attitude problem. Help! I need somebody. Well, Tony at Timpan Alley Guitars helps. He's very good for your services, setups, part replacement, and much, much more. I've had many of my guitars fixed by Tony just from his house in his little workshop, and he does a fantastic job. So, to find out more about it, go on to Tony's Facebook page, Tony Helps, or type in Timpan Alley Guitars on Facebook, and you will see the range of guitars that tony has fixed and also put together himself he also does charity auctions to raffle off guitars that he has fixed up all for good causes so without further ado go and check him out back to the episode welcome to part three how are we doing we're back yeah, I hope, uh, hope no one's bored yet because we have we have rambled on, but it's all been very topical, hasn't it?
1: Just trying to make sure this camera focuses on our faces. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah we, we have had a few issues with that in the past, <laughs> haven't we, Luke? Um, right, so, yeah, we're just going to round up our pissheads and dickheads one because I, I, in the break I did actually remember one that was pretty fucking horrendous. Um, so Flash Floods, at a venue called Indigo. Shout out to Danny. He's brilliant. But this is actually a, almost like a have a word with one of our mates. And to be fair, he's not done it since. But our mates, whenever Flash Floods gig around Leyland or Preston, have a tendency to make an all-day event out of it. Mm. So we'll get a text from our mate Dave um, not Colin Dave Bummer. from the Crown. No, no, not Dave from the Crown. <laughs> not him again. But, um, <laughs> he'll get a lot of shout-outs because me and Luke gig there quite a bit. He literally gets mentioned. I think on. we need a klaxon. I think we need a <laughs> klaxon for him. Um, yeah, but, Dave from the Crown. All right, lads. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> we can't do we can't who the fuck is that guy for him, can we? No, no, no. No, he's no. too much of a legend. Um, but yeah, we've got... Um, Basically, we've got this mate, Dave, or Bomber, we call him as a name. I don't know where it all came from. I've not been mates with him that long, but I've made, been mates with him long enough to just call him Bomber and know what he's like. Yeah. Anyway, he decides to organise lads to go out at 12 when we're on at 6, or even sometimes even when we're on at 9. <laughs> um, so, for example, he started drinking at 2 on Saturday. Um, But, yeah, um, there's two sort of... St- there's one story that always sticks out when we talk about pissheads at gigs and our mate Graham he's never really got like that but he went for a stage last year where he just couldn't handle his drink at all um and he (laughs) he's turned up to this gig he's absolutely fine we're there watching the I think it was a City game Mm. uh, against Newcastle at the end of last season and um yeah, watch the game. I've set up the gear. Chris has then turned up. We finished setting up the gear together. And the second half starts, and Graham is fucking leathered. <laughs> so, with that, he starts getting up and dancing. He's knocking into everyone on the tables in between where he's <laughs> dancing. And then he decides to do this dance where he's sort of walking backwards like that. And. He gets so close to Chris. Chris is like doing that half a (laughs) kick. And you can tell his voice is going because he's just not able to concentrate on it. So Danny the owner comes out over and says, Graham, just sit down, mate. You've had a few too many. Come on, Graham. Um anyway, carried on. The few of the lads then start having a word with him because Danny's like going, right, we're gonna have to sort something out here. He's getting out of hand, like people are getting really pissed off. Yeah. So Bomber's dad is pretty good at keeping the lads in check. He goes over and has a word with him. And Graham's in no fit state to listen. (laughs) So he's carrying on on fucking doing this. We got one of his mates from, like, he goes camping with. He's quite a big, strong guy. Quite lean, but muscly. He's held him down for a bit, made him sit down. He won't listen. He wants to get up. He gives up on him. So then our mate Courtney turns up. He quite mostly likes a gym. Does he go camping as well? No, he doesn't go camping him. He uh, he just goes boozing. Um, Yeah, so Courtney Courtney likes a gym as well. And he's a strong guy. I've seen him hold him down about three or four times. And anyway, Graham's gone so horrendous they've had to get the bouncer in. And even that didn't work. They give him one more chance to sit down. He doesn't sit down. So I make um <laughs> I don't know if you know Chris Marshall. He's one of Daz Cooper's. Yeah, I do, kids. yeah, yeah. I was a Chris Marshall's <laughs> ended up having to kick him out because Danny's had enough of him. And he just he's holding you know, the stair there's only stairs down yeah. down at Indigo, there's no lift. <laughs> so Marsh is holding him up and kicking his feet down the stairs <laughs> to get him out. <laughs> um Graham still claims he walks to this day but I watched it I'm playing the guitar I was meant to be doing backing vocals on this part and I'm just wetting myself with oh, laughter
1: so you can see this all going on as you're playing <laughs> yeah.
0: disappearing down the stairs but Chris's voice is literally gone because you just can't concentrate yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't know if that's why flash floods haven't been booked back at Indigo <laughs> but that was um, yeah, I, I proper
1: owned Chris Marshall the other day shout out Chris Marshall he puts some at like oh it's just the Milky Bar Cup because obviously he's a Liverpool fan Proper round him the other day. He didn't like it at all.
0: So, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, I no, gave him some stats. I was out, with, and he didn't I was like out it. with Marsh in Pop World the other week. Nah, he's a good guy. I, I do like him to Love be him. Fair. Uh, love him. Don't see a lot. Don't see a lot of him. But when you do, you always have a good time with Marsh. Yeah. Um, but I obviously
1: didn't... he's a copite, and he so. Oh,
0: he's a red. He's a fellow red. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. Um, right. right. Go
1: on. Let's move on.
0: Right. <sighs> There's one thing that. We as musicians cannot stand, and it's rudeness and misinformation from venues or booking. It's
1: becoming a proper slanging match this, isn't it, today? But it's, yeah, it's uh, things yeah. that go wrong, basically. Yeah. yeah,
0: it can go wrong. So, Luke, <coughs> I think you've got one for this.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, you know what it's like. Some people are dead keen to book you, so we're now going on to pub owners, aren't we? Mm. And we don't name names. We're, we're not about that, but it's just sharing our experiences, isn't it? So, Some people are dead keen to book you, and when they get there, they just make absolutely no effort to accommodate for you, do they? And you're there, like, I can literally... I can't work in these circumstances. So I got to a pub once, and um, I'd been once before. It was a really small place inside, but they'd said to me, basically, that um, I was outside for... for, It was a sunny day, so... And they had, like, this bandstand thing outside and an area inside, so I get there at the venue. Um, bearing in mind it went alright last time so I didn't really think it would be a bad one and uh, the the owner isn't there basically he just owns it so that's the guy who I go through the bookings with so the manager's there that day so I go in and, and you know what it's like sometimes you will go oh I'm singing tonight um, blah 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 and they look at you like they're just not helpful are they so no. I ask for the manager I'm waiting 10 minutes for the managers to come down literally and I'm just like what's going on here like Blah 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 blah. I can I can see that the bandstand that I'm meant to be singing in is already full of people. So I'm thinking that's going to be hard work having to move them. And he eventually comes down, and He goes, Oh yeah, we've uh, we've booked the bandstand out for a private party, and uh, there's nobody in, in inside, inside. Um, so you can't play in there, mate. I was like, right. So what do you want me to do? He's like, oh, just go and play in car park. And I was like, in the car park. He was like, yeah, it'll be sound. Yeah, we've done that before. So I went, oh, well, I'll, I'll hear him out then. Surely it can't be as bad as it sounds. I go out and literally he wants me to set up like in a space probably literally probably no bigger than from me to you like mm. that size in the middle of people like like not not like facing out to anybody like there would be people behind me to the side of me for, like i'd be in the middle of people and i was just like and i wasn't in a good mood that day to be fair anyway and i was just like so i was just like i can't sing it and i was like to be honest, mate, I just said, just forget the gig. I said you've made absolutely no effort to accommodate for me here at all. It's starting to sound like a bit of an even now, but I just like it's just frustrating sometimes, you know. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And i was just like I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna leave the gig. So obviously, I, I lose my fee. That's whatever. And then, so then I messaged the the actual owner afterwards and explained to him what went on. Said you know it, it just wasn't good enough. That really, I said I'm, I'm fairly busy this year. I said I'd, I'd just like to you know leave leave that for now. I said you know cancel future bookings or whatever so then he rings me and he starts trying to tell me listen I've worked in this business for a long time and I haven't had anybody walk out on me and blah 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 blah. and I said I'll stop you there for a minute I said I'm not having you like preaching down to me I said you know I turn up I'm going to try my best at these gigs but when the conditions are like almost impossible like and we had this blazing row for about 10 minutes and I've not been back since but I have heard since that people have been messed about no end at that venue so um, maybe I got lucky getting out when I did yeah. to be fair yeah, yeah but can you imagine just playing in a car park in the middle of people like people no, thought of, what, what if somebody tripped over my wires or you know yeah, There's all I sorts mean, it's ridiculous
0: There's there's got to be some leeway with it it's just you can't, you can't do that unless you've got the budget for like a revolving stage or something. It's not <laughs> yeah, really on. round on a thing. You know, I hate it when like you go to a stadium gig and they've also got like people sat behind and then they turn round to them for like two songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You paid for those seats. you yeah. Better paid like twenty quid. Yeah. At most, because that's not on.
1: You just think if someone's booking you, they would make the the effort to accommodate for you, and not make you
0: feel like a yeah. like a dickhead. Like yeah, like you don't rent out a bandstand when they you want the act to
1: play, yeah. out, play outside. Or just tell me a, 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 t- a week or a week prior. Yeah. You know,
0: it's just, just tell me what and the situation is. The yeah, it's just, yeah, crazy. Um, Any for you? Yeah, the worst one for me, I feel like I've really ranted on. I've had a lot of stories about this, but this one was particularly bad. So we played this festival um, in Ribchester, and it's a pretty good festival. Like, not going to lie, it's great. But we sorted out the bookings. The PA's already there. And we were sorting out a night out and all this sort of thing. And it was like, right, Chris, just confirm with him. Do we need amps? And then um he said, no, no amps. House drum kit. Sends the pictures. So we've got proof that it's there yeah. and all this sort of thing. And we're like, sound. Yeah. So turn up, no amps. <laughs> um, the drum is... Not brought a cymbal stands because a house kit's got them, so all she needed was a symbols yeah, and yeah. The breakables. House kit, no cymbal stands, <laughs> so she didn't bring the extra cymbal stands that she needed. So she only had the bare cymbals, which is fine, you can get away with it, but mm. like it's annoying. No amps, so
1: it's
0: obviously luckily, electric
1: guitars. There's no way around that,
0: is there? You go for a DI, it doesn't <laughs> sound the clean sound, doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but when the distorted sound comes out, it's it's hard to EQ it, but yeah. it's not the end of the world. There are plenty of musicians that do it, but you have to have the right pedals for it. Yeah, um, luckily my guitar one was a preamp, um, so it I could knock a decent clean sound on it, and just had to use a couple of other pedals as me gain sounds that I probably wouldn't normally use. Mm. But it was an, yeah, it was just annoying really, um. But yeah, like. We could hear it. The sound through the monitors was awful, but when we got the recordings back, it didn't sound bad at that's all. That's a good.
1: That's a good story. Really. So yeah. it is a
0: good story, but it's just like you yeah. know, we turned up with no amps, and then we needed them, and then the sound engineers are like, "Why have you not brought?" amps?
1: Yeah, was it? I'm going to challenge you a little bit. Was was should you have brought your amp as a backup just in case?
0: Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we've learned from that one now. Yeah. We're not going to take someone's word from it because it wasn't the sound guys that yeah, said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was basically, no, the sound guys are bringing everything. Mm. But no, we're doing it, I get it, it on the propo- on the proportion where he should have told us, he, sh- he needed to tell the yeah, sound yeah. guys, to because they said... We've got amps, but we weren't told to bring any.
1: The way I see it these days is just presume everyone's yeah. fucking stupid. So again, yeah,
0: exactly. And that. just, just as long as you're prepared, then. Um...
1: Yeah,
0: and then you know nothing could go wrong. So yeah. it was sort of like, yeah, that's not good. And then there's you know there's other venue. I've heard of other musicians being told that there's PA's there and everything, and then yeah, you know they're not going to need it. And then, and then they've turned up and there's no. Yeah, or yeah, anything like, that's my worst fear. That
1: because you're quite happy to plug and play into other people's gears, and I, I imagine a lot of musicians are. But you're you're quite experienced in sound and whatever else. But I'm always like, I really just want
0: to play on my desk and my gear. It's just yeah, so much I think, safer. <laughs> I think some musicians do get like that, but I'm like, if the venue's got a PA, then like that's yeah, yeah, it saves me a lot of yeah, time. Yeah. Um. So but then, like, but then what happens if you? I mean, not that you would, but.
1: I don't know, I've got quite big speakers, so it'd be like if I push one of their speakers, it blows up.
0: What happens Normally there? <laughs> their speakers tend to be elevated. So yeah. you know like the ones at the Mint? Truck, yeah, yeah. They've got them all there. You can't touch the speakers, really. Mm. You'd have to be a pretty big guy and like literally... No, I mean like run them too. them too hard. Do you get what I mean? To be honest, you know your own level. You yeah. just push the level, you know it. you you can hear when it's too loud from where you are even if you've got no monitor you can hear it
1: yeah
0: so like luckily like it's a yamaha desk like Mm. i've got over there so i knew what i was doing with that um but i turned up with my gear there when i went there the first time the next times i've taken it with me just in case but not really needed it Mm. um so i i think yeah it's just sort of like know Connor Branks brings two of everything. He's mm. told, um, I can't remember his name at the cricketers. Um, it's not in a bad idea. French school, but he, I'm sure it. if you can <laughs> afford two of everything well, exactly the
1: same thing?
0: Oh, no, he's basically got two PA speakers. Right. He's got two desks. He's got two yeah. this, two that, two... two double what he needs. To be fair, I've probably got that now, but through error of buying things.
1: So it's like, I got a yeah. shit guitar, so I bought another one. Now I've got two and I can't sell the other one.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, it's, kind of it's one of them. Yeah. It is one, literally one of them. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, just being prepared, like you say, it's and thing, just assume everyone knows nothing Yeah, is the best way forward. Right, okay, I think we should move on to our last topic, which is either murdering a song or poor performance. Of okay. some sort. Now, I don't think I've got any particular stories about this, but I know it's probably happened with yeah. me at some point. I know I've probably got to the point where I've lost my voice or oh, something's happened that's you put just, me off. Excuse
1: me, then. Yeah, go on. I did a wedding once, um, and probably people didn't even realise. To be fair, but. I don't know what that's saying for my voice particularly, but, uh, you know, know, sometimes, like, this is very rare, but you just start a gig and your voice is kind of just shot. Like, and I was like, I got into one song and I was like, holy shit, like, maybe I'll warm up in the next couple, and I just didn't. And if you've ever lost your voice, but you have to do the gig, like this is very rare because you should probably never do that if your voice is yeah, that fucked. Really. But But if it's, say, somebody's wedding day and you can't let them down or yeah. something, you know, it gets like a bit like that, then I just was like, oh shit, I'm just going to have to do it. And, I, you know, it just got to the point where I was just like pretty much just shouting the songs to get oh, them out because obviously the more your voice is gone, the more you have to push to get a fucking decent sound out. Yeah. So I'm just a whole gig and, and back then I didn't really have that greater monitoring which is probably why I lost my voice to be fair but mm. uh, um well, I was just, like, screaming out these songs, thinking, oh, just get to the end without damaging your voice long term. Yeah. I was just like, please, please. I think there's... Chris this, Healy's going to hate me for that, by the way, because yeah. you shouldn't do that.
0: Oh, Chris Healy would definitely be telling you to stop. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I've kind of learned a few songs in a few different keys, so <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. if my voice is that tired and I'm not thinking I'm going to get to a note yeah. today, I just drop the key <laughs> further. Um... I drop the key down so it's easier. Yeah, but yeah. it's it takes some sort of practice to really get used to singing in different keys or singing the same song in different yeah. keys. And it's only from, so
1: far you can detune your guitar as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think a tone's about enough in it really.
0: <laughs> um there's well there's people that do more. Is there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like particularly if you're like particularly if you play hard rock or metal music, mm. like generally you can detune more. I know people that play in open C. Right. Um yeah, that is that is deep. You have to have the right guitar and you should get your guitar set up for yeah. it. But like capo it, capo it and learn it in a different yeah, way yeah, where, yeah, you can, yeah. where you can lower the tone for that. But yeah, that's really, that's really something where it is really important. Look after your voice. <laughs> I would say that is something I've probably not done brilliantly over the last few years, but yeah. the last couple... The last couple of years, I've probably done better at it. I actually went back to singing lessons for that reason. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. worried about being full-time. And yeah, no, it is. It's a
1: genuine worry. Um, I'm just thinking, for those watching on YouTube, is that like going dimmer, or is it just me? Uh, I think we might just be getting used to it, mate. Do you think? It, it's like either going dimmer and running out of battery. Uh, it,
0: you'll just see on the video is slowly getting dark. I'm, I'm hoping not, but I just... Actually, it is becoming more clear. Normally, when it's really bright, you can't yeah. really see it. So... Do you reckon we take a break? Keep the light going.
1: <laughs>
0: Low budget production, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah we'll do that, and uh, we'll finish off with some people who have got in touch to tell us about their stories, and we're going to play a little game where we rank them in order of um, the the worst you would not want to face that situation at all, or you could maybe manage it a little bit. So we're gonna we're gonna have that game in a minute. Cheers. Yeah.
0: Cheers. Right, welcome back. Um, we so, were right,
1: weren't we? I've got a sixth sense for that. The light just kept going
0: dimmer and dimmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we were right. Um, Luke was right. Really um, it did. Uh, it did dim, and the battery was going, unfortunately. We're going to so, get better at this stuff, but it's, you know. Yeah, we are improving. We are a work in progress, I guess. Oh, oh, yeah. um, so, now, it has come to the time for some of the funniest stories I've ever read about what's oh, yeah. going on.
1: Yeah, so shall we explain the game first then? So. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, I reckon we come up with three each. Yeah. yeah. Is that
0: all right with you? Yeah, so, that's th- fine. So
1: three stories each from other musicians that we, we know we've got in touch with um, for now, you know, whilst we're building up the page. Um, and we're hearing some of their things that have gone wrong. And we're going to rank them in ones that we think we could manage a little bit better to worst nightmare situations that you would just not want to be involved with. So, yeah. you know, getting fucking punched in the face or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, like the cavern guy that got cleaned out. That, that, that would oh, not want to be mate. something I would want to be involved no, with. definitely
0: would not want to know about so, that.
1: So we'll read the stories out. We'll keep them short and sweet, and then we'll start to rank them. And maybe at, at home, if you're listening, you can maybe imagine yourself in some of those situations and play along with us at home. So, uh, yeah. Should right. We, should we start on one of yours
0: then? Keep it yeah. fairly
1: short and uh, you, you know get the general idea of it. So, right. We go?
0: So this one is coming from uh, Callum Cod. He's uh, a member of the Witness Band, The Racket. Um, a great. little, uh, I think they're a punk band, but they're yeah, yeah. sort of they're indie punk really. Yeah. Um, played a show at the Cavern. And the full rack of stage lights fell down mid-song oh, and hit me on the head. I even had to fill in the accident book on the stage to add insult to the wound. So this is <laughs> mid-performance. Like mid-performance with wow. the heavy lights. Like, can you imagine? Oh, that that one when I read it was. I burst out laughing. Wow. I actually burst out laughing when I read it. And that one that one was a late entry this morning. <laughs> right, I'm going to go for one from Chris Healy. Big shout out. He's
1: both of our vocal coaches and the vocal coach, singing teacher, whatever you want to call it. And a and brilliant he, singer. Yeah, he's a good singer as well. He goes out doing the rounds like we do. Um, he kept it short and sweet. He didn't actually get back to me because I asked him to elaborate on it. So uh, cheers, Chris. But he basically said I thought it was quite funny just the way he said it in a nutshell. So um, I think I've got something... Never really had anything funny happen, but then proceeds to tell me something funny. Uh, toppled over into a Christmas tree with a speaker and a drunk guy. So... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty tragic, to oh, be fair. So, yeah, I, yeah. I,
0: I want to imagine what that would be like. Can you imagine Chris just <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. I want to imagine that, but I just cannot picture it. All right, go on, your turn. Um... Right, this one. This one's a bit of a long one, but this is genius. I once played a gig at a pub. Within Within two songs, I snapped a string on my guitar, then my battery died on my guitar. The <laughs> pub like had me. a spare guitar to save re-stringing during <laughs> the gig. Snapped a string on that about six songs later. Then two songs from the end, the pub got raided by the police. Oh, God. <laughs> I laughed this much when I read it as well oh wow Uh, ready for what drugs I'm guessing (laughs) (laughs) they tried to arrest some man and the man was resisting and a full on royal rumble was going on between the police and the customers as they were getting thrown over the tables and on the floor whilst I was playing Mr Brightside (laughs) because the bar staff told me to carry on (laughs) <laughs> and the policeman shouting at me, "Listen, mate, shut the fuck up!" <laughs> as he couldn't call for backup oh, really? because all I could hear on the radio was me playing Mr. Brightside. <laughs> I won't ma- name the pub, and that is from Liam Hillier. Liam, funny. that is absolutely brilliant. That is probably one of the best, yeah. worst gig stories I've ever heard in my life. Go to the
1: policeman just going, "Shut!
0: <laughs> Coming out of my cage, shut the fuck up!"
1: <laughs> i love how we just carried on as well i would definitely <laughs> yeah, stop way before that
0: to carry on, brilliant
1: <laughs> right so i've got one from laura summerfield so she goes out and does the pubs uh, she also works in a care home so uh, i do care home sometimes as well so we uh she books me for them she basically says so she's been gigging way back when when it was like um she had to take mini discs in and that kind of thing for oh, backing well. tracks yeah. and she had like really heavy equipment she did a gig at an air show. I'm trying. To, it's a long message, here, so I'm trying to uh, establish where it was. But basically, an air show where they had quite a few acts on during the day, and she was one of the last acts. Can you guess what's going to happen next? So, um, air show. Obviously, she's dead nervous. She's about 18 at this point. She's watched all these act, these good acts on before her, and as soon as she starts singing the first line of a song, the fucking like air show starts, and like oh, there's just man. planes crashing through. And apparently, she just couldn't like be heard at all for the whole duration of the gig but just had to basically soldier through. Um, wow. And there's just planes crashing and obviously, apparently people were really encouraging of her, to be fair, but she's just singing all these songs. It's one of her first gigs and no nobody can hear her at all oh, for the wow. whole duration of her set. And she just powered through because she got to earn the money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's that's really, really pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right, I'm not sure I can get that one on. Um, is it ruled? Yeah, that one's that one's a bit questionable. Um, I've got quite a funny one. I've that got me to go next. Um, I've got one now from Scott Laywood. It's a big shout out to Scott because I used to run an open mic night with him in um, in Warrington. Yeah, uh, a place called the Acoustic Calf. And God rest his soul, uh, Ian Fitzsimmons, the owner of the Acoustic Calf, is no longer with us. He's unfortunately passed away in December. Um, it was a great open mic night. We used to share it bi-weekly. Mm. But Scott used to be in a band and he said, we'd been watching Alan Partridge and decided to drink loads of Ladyboys. And uh, I don't know if you've ever watched <laughs> Yeah, Alan of course Partridge. I have, yeah. Well, so is you... Ladyboys a, a lager at this venue or something? No, Ladyboys is a pint of bitter, a gin and tonic oh, and a baileys. right 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 sorry. Alan Partridge made it up on the show and uh proceeded to get drunk Whitey within Ladyboy. <laughs> he got drunk within one yeah, lady yeah. boy, <laughs> And um he'd been there 45 minutes. Yeah, okay. Um yeah. so yeah. So it's um a pint of bitter, gin and tonic with a baileys chaser before we went on stage. We were too pissed to play but we gave it a good go. Oh no. And that was just that's just that. <laughs> that was genius. Oh. I can't imagine how that
1: have late, you ever been on that gig one. Because I'm quite a lightweight me, to be fair. We're, we're, we're diverting a little bit. I'm quite a lightweight, to be fair, because I do all my... The, the more exercise you do and then you don't drink very much, when you do drink, obviously, it hits you like a ton of bricks, doesn't it? So it's been like like a break and, and someone buys me a pint and I'll even just have a pint and then I'll get back on and I'm like, whoa, fucking hell. Like, have you ever done it where you've been so pissed that you like don't even... You can't play your guitar properly or sing
0: or like that. Yeah, there was one. um, It was with Lost in Echoes, actually. We were booked for this um, gig at the Snig, and it was bad. Uh, Basically, we'd done a set. um, Headline actor had been on, and the headline actor was mental. He went, just get back on. He was running Mm. the gig. He went, get back on there, lads. (laughs) Give them a song. So we decided to play this Avenged Sevenfold song that we'd probably rehearsed a little bit of, and we just went for it. And we were awful. Um, I just remember just playing the same riff forty five times. <laughs> um I didn't move off that riff. The whole song. I knew it didn't go like that. Yeah. But I could not move off that riff. Wow, wow. So we're going over the chorus and all they can hear is and it was it was like a four chord. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a proper four chord yeah, chorus. Yeah. I was just playing that wow, over.
1: Wow. Right, okay, so um we've had three from you, haven't we, now? Yeah, uh, I've right. had two, so I'll give you one more. Then we've got um, so this is this is from the band called the Forensics. They're um, an originals band. Jamie Smith is one of my friends. Um, in fact, we're going to have them on the pod at some point. Yeah, and I'm we've got one them. of their new songs uh, ready to play on on one of the episodes as well. So they're very current. They're writing stuff now, so we're going to get them on. So um, this is from Liam, their frontman. I've never met him, but he went to the same school as me, I believe. Um, he says the worst thing I can think of, off the top of my head is starting a song with Will our old drummer and we were playing two completely different songs at the same time and it took us almost half the song to realise and then he said uh, we went to play a cover of Fireside by Arctic Monkeys and the fire alarm went off and and it was just like in the background saying, please evacuate the building. That's it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it was sung, so yeah. So should we should we recap then then very quickly? So yeah. we've got um Chris Healy falling into a Christmas tree with a punter um halfway
0: through a song. We, we've, we've got Callum where the lights at the cavern fell on his head. Oh god,
1: yeah. We've, That's bad. We've it? got um we've got Laura Summers at the air show
0: basically not being able to be heard Mate. at all through the whole gig. Um, we've got the absolute Royal Rumble and the policeman telling Liam Hillier <laughs> to shut the fuck up after a calamity of errors. We've got uh,
1: Jamie, well, Liam and the forensics um, basically com- playing the completely different song and then the fire alarm going off and uh, having escaped, uh, evacuate the building in the background. And then was there another one? Yeah, we've
0: a- got Scott Laywood and the Lady Boys.
1: Oh yeah 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 and and that that's a bit of a mystery that one isn't it right yeah. so um let's rank them then uh, right so so we'll rank number 1 as being like the worst scenario you can think of you would not want to be involved in that and and two and sorry and six you can manage that to some degree um, more than than the others, anyway. So, should we should we go bottom up? Yeah, I mean bot- it's gonna be we're gonna have diff- Are we agreeing on something, or are we just kind of saying this yeah, is mine I and this is
0: ours? For me, for me, I, I I do after hearing all the stories, I do kind of think Scott's is at the bottom of that story. It was a great story. It is absolutely. But getting pissed. Yeah, getting yeah. getting the lady boys in. But Scott, come on, mate, have a win. It's your fault you yeah, don't you don't have yeah. lady boys until after the gigs yeah yeah um, and that's a rule for life just don't have lady boys until after yeah yeah, yeah. you can't i mean you can't be doing that before work mate there's yeah. you know there's a line that's got to yeah. be drawn there yeah. so scott you're at the bottom of that list yeah mate. you can
1: you, you can manage that go and get some water yeah you know sort yourself yeah. out
0: so number 5
1: then so hmm. play <sighs> i'm trying to think really so number 5 i reckon The air show's got to be pretty embarrassing. Like, a full set of just knowing that... that
0: You're not going to... No one's going to hear you. Yeah. And you're 18 years old. It's humiliating for you at that age as well.
1: That's got to be up there, I'd say. Falling into a Christmas tree, like, how do you recover from that and then carry on the gig? That must be fair. to be honest, if
0: you've got a sense of humour like Chris has... yeah. I reckon Chris would have just got up off of that and just carried on. But there'd be like a silence, wouldn't there, afterwards? You know, everyone would be like,
1: whoa! And then it'd be like, you know, you'd brush yourself off, you'd try and laugh it off, but people would just be like that, wouldn't they?
0: Like... (laughs) Like <laughs> there'd be there'd be an element of what's that d- drunk dickhead doing? Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. crashed the singer into a yeah, Christmas tree yeah. So I think to be fair, that one you could probably get away with it more. Okay, it's yeah, not yeah. necessarily embarrassing for everyone. No, if you were like if you were a really young lad and then you're trying to recover from that, you're too immature <laughs> to sort of deal with that. Um, most of the time. Depends
1: like, if it was an aggressive altercation as well. It might have just been a bit of fun.
0: Yeah, if it if it, if it was just a hug that went wrong, like, <laughs> seriously, like, get but, but, up. Are
1: we putting Chris fifth then, are we? I,
0: I think it, we haven't got the full context. No, so no, no. I think, I think probably at the moment, yeah. it just sounds like a funny story. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm going to put Chris fifth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got four more. So uh, I'm going to go, personally, I think... I would go the next one playing. It's only one song, isn't it, that they've played the complete... That must be ridiculous. Can you imagine two songs going on, though, at once? Yeah. But it's one song. You can recover from that. Yeah. Um, But I imagine if it's the the forensics that they were trying to um, impress someone at an originals uh, gig, so that's probably not the way to impress somebody, is
0: it, by... um, But... In another way, if they've never seen him or heard him before, they're yeah, getting away yeah, with it. Yeah,
1: they're yeah, they're getting away with it. Might be a good bit of publicity, to be fair. Yeah. so uh, I think that camera's going down a little bit again. You know.
0: Oh uh, we'll, we're all right. We'll we're near the end. Through, we'll we're near through. the end. Um, so we'll go for them fourth. Do you reckon? I think forensic fourth. Just, just for that reason that there's potential for no one to have heard the songs mm, Yeah. So yeah, that one they could get away with, but yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Um. Right, (laughs) Uh, sorry, we're going to have to pause this pod. Right, welcome back. Sorry, we had to stop that. Yeah,
1: um, Lee was getting a phone call from his girlfriend. He thought it was an emergency because she kept ringing. And what was it, something about the shopping?
0: Or something? Yeah, it was just when we were doing the shopping. So um, we, <laughs> she'd actually forgot that I said I was going to be home at 6. We're currently recording this podcast. Um, at 10.2. 10.2. So, ten two. so yeah. I said I was going to be here till 6. She thought I said 5. We'll, we'll, we'll let them sort it. that out in their own time. <laughs> so yeah, we had, um, in ranking order, we had um, Scott Laywood... Doing yeah. the lady boys, it was his fault, so yeah. he's bottom of the list. Yeah, yeah, um, Chris Haley and the Christmas tree, leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> um, lo- uh... these sound like really good shit band names, yeah, yeah, yeah. The forensics and the, the fire alarm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire... Right, the next three are going to be difficult. Hmm. So, we've had the cavern lights for Callum and the Rackets, yeah, um, the Rackets, sorry, we've had, um. We've had Liam Hill- Hillier and uh, the Royal Rumble. Yep, yep. And the air show. Right, you're playing a gig, you're getting paid for it, but you've not been heard once, and you're 18 years old. That's pretty embarrassing. <sighs> yeah. Um. A full set of lights, a full rack of lights falling on you. Feel your like head. we
1: need more context for this as well, because it, um, like yeah, how heavy? That would be the pretty lights? embarrassing, though. Like, um. Yeah, that'd be pretty embarrassing, to be fair. It'd probably hurt. Yeah, um, I think the threat of probably being arrested and all that by these policemen would probably be a bit embarrassing as well. But, but by that point, it's kind of done already, isn't it? Like, the gig's done. Everyone's not paying any attention to you by that point anyway because the fucking police are here.
0: Yeah, you broken strings on two guitars. Yeah, oh, yeah, the I forgot battery's about that. gone on another guitar. Yeah, yeah. I think that's got to be the worst one because <laughs> so much has happened. Don't give the conclusion away, but yeah, yeah. I th- I, I, personally, that's... Okay, that's, so... So really, we're fighting over two, aren't we? So
1: the air, air show and... Um, what was, oh, the light's falling down. I just can't imagine... Like that's one incident, whereas imagine like playing the full gig, like and and uh I don't know. What do what do you reckon? I'll let you decide this one. Get in the comments so see what you
0: think as well. Yeah, um, do get in the comments. Or if you've got any other funny gig stories, just put them in the comments and we'll just I reckon you... light falling down's probably next.
1: Like, Light's falling yes, down would...
0: because yeah, they could have not been that heavy heavy and he's he's well enough to an incident report out it yeah. is a great story yeah it is good. It is it's good it's um it's it's definitely something i really wouldn't want to happen to yeah, me yeah 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 but i just don't think it's it's quite- not your fault either though is it no so it's like
1: it's not like as if you you look like a massive prat because you've done something stupid no like a light's falling on you like a light you know that could happen anywhere in in a public place and yeah and it would be embarrassing Um, I reckon that next that next okay
0: right that's fair enough Um, the grand finale then the grand finale oh mate like we've all had strings break on us we've all had guitar batteries it seems like his gig never really got going did it no it, it just sounds like anything that could have gone wrong in yeah. that gig was going to yeah. go wrong. And I think... I'd love to see
1: if his head went as well, because my head would absolutely go, like, and I'd probably oh, just be man. like, I'm not going
0: back on, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. But maybe he's quite a cool, a cool guy. Yeah, we'll yeah see. he seems pretty chilled. I've, I've probably met him once or twice yeah. at most, and probably more like we've crossed paths. Yeah, yeah. And he just seemed like one of those, yeah, I'm going to do, going to do a show. Yeah. Um, and even he performs in that way as well, yeah. as, as far as I've seen. I've seen a few more videos where he is getting into it a little bit yeah. more. But generally, when you see his videos, Liam, it is it, he always looks chilled in the mm. gig photos.
1: I, I reckon uh, with the air show, I mean, she recovered from it. And again, it's not really her fault. There's a load of planes flying across the uh, the sky. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's something on her part that she's it's doing. Bad wrong. Organization, it's it? bad organisation. It's bad organisation. So we'll rank that second. And Oh,
0: it's got to be. Yeah. Liam, Liam's for me. It, it, yeah. I, everything yeah. went wrong in that gig. <laughs> it is a brilliant story, Liam. And I, I was crying with laughter, yeah. like reading that out this morning. So thank you and very much for sending Congratulations. that.
1: Congratulations. You've got yourself a martial Amp. So we'll be sending that over to you in the post
0: we will absolutely not it's my only <laughs> amp um, so please don't be giving away my gear um, right
1: we'll summarise then it's been a long one this one hasn't it um, lots of things have gone wrong on this episode maybe we should be including ourselves in the uh, in the yep. game but uh, where are you gigging this weekend Lee are you
0: gigging this weekend I am gigging this weekend and I'll tell you where I am I'm at Nets Bar uh, in Walton the Dale alright yeah uh, it's it's a new one for me I've never gigged there before it looks pretty good but um, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting the venue. Always enjoy going to new venues and playing a playing a set for the first time because you always get customers that haven't heard some of the songs. Yeah, for years. yeah that's always good. Yeah, uh, where about whereabouts are you this week? I've just
1: got one. I meant to have two. Uh, I've just got one on Friday night. Um, shout out to Dave. We don't mention him much um, at the Rose and Crown in Chorley, but. Uh... <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, that's where I am on Friday. be good to be back there. It's always a decent night. Um, Sunday, I've unfortunately had my gig double booked, but it is what it is. We've rearranged, so it's all good. And uh, it get, means I get to watch United leeds for the second time in a week because nice. they're playing each other on Wednesday as well. So, and I'm going to that game at Old Trafford. I did so. forget.
0: I did forget to mention that I'm going to uh, probably see some live music on Saturday oh, yeah. because um, me and Mrs. Have booked a nice little weekend away oh. uh, for in Harrogate, and there's a brilliant blues bar in Harrogate. Right, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, I haven't actually. No, no. Well, really nice place. Great beer in this blues bar, and there's three acts on a Saturday. So, oh, this oh, nice, is going to be mint. Nice. If it's, th- I'm, I'm, I'm praying it's still open will now. You, will your girlfriend want to do that? Or, yeah, 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 she does yeah. like a bit of live music. Yeah, yeah. Well, good so. stuff.
1: Right, um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Despite of all of our errors, um, it's still been fun, and we've still had a laugh. Um, subscribe to us on
0: our social media pages as well Facebook, TikTok, Instagram I believe is at TomsCast1 it certainly is and if you've got any suggestions for podcast episodes if you're in a band and you want your music playing uh, providing you put it in writing <laughs> um, we will play it, um, get in touch with us at TomsCastMusic at gmail.com or any just funny stories just bang them in the comments and we will have a laugh reading them and if they're good for our eventual funny stories mm. pod, mm. I think we could. I think we could get a really good funny stories pod come out I mean, again. We've had some, we've had some funny stories today, aren't we? Yeah, I think I think we need to leave it a few months, <laughs> but there's going to be some that need to be read out again. Yeah, so, um, yeah, get any of your gigs gone wrong stories in, any of that. Just get everything in the comments. We want to read it all. And a shout out to the Christmas tree um, that Chris fell into. Yeah, and uh, if you if you're free this weekend, go and have a couple of lady <laughs> We'll see you soon.